Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. You mentioned it in the Sports Center update. You, you, you had an interesting reaction uh, when I brought up the idea that the WCC move by Oregon State and Washington State I think it's fantastic. I think it's a brilliant move. Um, and I think it was really the best option that was out there at this time for them. But okay. your reaction did not seem like that's your opinion. Well, so it, what I'd like to do is get yeah. hear your thoughts on it before before I dive into to mine. The WCC, obviously, I mean, we're looking at prestige here for conferences. I would say that they are a little below the Mountain West, or are they well, on sure. the same level? I, no, I, no, they're definitely not on the same level. So, uh, but they, but so they joined for non-football exactly. and baseball. On a basketball level, they're far superior. Are you kidding me? Gonzaga is one of the, I mean, they feel like a blue blood. Over the last 25 years, Gonzaga has been one of the best college basketball programs in the country. St. Mary's has been very good. Who's the best basketball school in the Mountain West? <laughs> like the Zags, right? No, those Zags are in the West Coast Conference. Oh, sorry. Um, so, so there you go. Boise so, State. Like, I don't, I don't really know who the Mountain West has. Like, as far as like New Mexico State. Yeah. So nobody. So, so the they, West Coast Conference. I mean, and this is so, this shows so, how little I, I follow college basketball until we get to the tournament every year. The West Coast Conference obviously has a few more prestigious yeah. opponents for the Beavers and Cougars to play than the Mountain West. So, so what what they've done is instead of joining a conference that has football, so the West Coast Conference does not play football. Gonzaga, University of Portland, Pepperdine do not have football teams, so this allows them to keep an independent schedule. Now, this is not a new idea. This is a blueprint followed by another team that just joined one of the Power Five conferences that was always on the outside looking in, and that's BYU. BYU decided to join the West Coast Conference so that they would have the opportunity to get into the the NCAA tournament in basketball and go out there and play an independent football schedule while being in a conference for their other sports. It's the West Coast Conference. They're not playing in the ACC like Stanford and Cal, which for their basketball season is going to be insane and bizarre in every fashion. And I don't know if you know this, but the ACC is very good at basketball, top to bottom. Hmm. So it's going to be hard for Cal or Stanford. North Carolina's in there, aren't they? uh, And Duke. And Duke. And yes. Well, the whole state of North Carolina, really. You can go down down the entire list. Uh, There's another team called Virginia that's been very good in basketball that is in the ACC that has a uh, championship to their title. They also have a uh, 16-1 loss, uh, to their credit. But 
I digress. The West Coast Conference has a very top-heavy basketball conference led by Gonzaga, but they also have the ability to put multiple teams into the tournament. So you have the ability to go in there, and if you have a very good season, if you finish second to Gonzaga, the tournament committee, selection committee, is going to look at it and go, oh yeah, no problem, you guys had a great season, sure you didn't beat Gonzaga. But here's here's your invitation. Come on out. So I think from that standpoint, very smart what they did there. Playing an independent football schedule, way more valuable, especially if they can hang on to that Pac-12 money that is out there. Of course. Playing an independent schedule is going to be way more valuable over the next couple of years than playing a Mountain West schedule. Because what's going to happen if you play in the Mountain West is you're going to be forgotten. And if you take your your percentage of the uh, the West Coast Conference cut I'm sorry not the West Coast Conference the Mountain West Conference cut you're you're going to just slide further and further away from what is happening in the major conferences so what this does in my mind is gives them a a two-year window to go all right here's our audition tape we'll take all comers we will go out and we will play every team that wants to play us and we will show you that we belong in the power five that's what they're doing in the next couple years is going down the byu path and going hey we're good enough we belong here we don't accept the offers that are out there to be in a non-power five conference because that's where we belong we'll go and play our basketball play our olympic sports on the west coast which is going to save them money it's going to keep them in the spotlight for basketball and they're going to play an independent baseball schedule which is probably more of an oregon state decision than a washington state decision Mm -hmm. but they get to keep their prestigious baseball uh program playing whoever they want whenever they want which is which is smart i i hear you i like the move the way that you describe it i guess seeing all this news it kind of just makes me wonder why oregon state hasn't tried to put more money into the basketball team i understand they, they don't have all kinds of like extra you know funds but you think with nil like they would you know try to be throwing a, a couple mil at, like a big recruit to try you know, they're not going to have the same success and growth as the Beavers football team did under Jonathan Smith. But Corvallis's program is growing, at least it sure. was in the national minds. And so, yeah, facing Gonzaga, that's a good thing for them. However, I'm not sure they're equipped to face Gonzaga, unfortunately. Well, no, and they don't, they're going to be but blown they out of the water. But they don't have to be. Okay. So the, the way that Oregon State has been in basketball, it's kind of similar how they've been in football over the years, is you have to go and get guys that are three stars, an occasional four-star guy, two-star guys, develop them, and when it all clicks, what was it, two years removed from an Elite Eight? Or three years removed. And then the following season, they had an absolute turd burger. But that's what happens is you go in cycles. They are not a team and a program that is going to reload like Gonzaga does, like Oregon does, like the Carolina schools do. You don't always have the luxury of being John Calipari and going, well, I've got four of the top five recruits in the country coming in, so we've got a chance for one (laughs) season to be on top. And then the next year go, well, we've got four of the top five recruits and we've got one year with these guys, so let's see if we can finish on top. Not everybody gets to do that. Oregon State is one of those teams that is going to rebuild every couple years. And when they get a team that gels just right, you've got a chance to make a little bit of a run. And if it happens in the next two years, the West Coast Conference allows them to do that. The Mountain West Conference does not. You have to win the Mountain West to get into the tournament, and you're not playing against stiff enough competition where you're going to be tested along the way. That's at least the way that I look at it. And uh, from where I sit, I think it was the best option that they had. I'm so glad they're not going to the ACC. That's 
ridiculous. That would be terrible. If I was a Cal fan and I wanted to go to some of their games they're playing across the country, I would be miserable with that idea. It is going to be And if weird. you're North Carolina and you have to go and play a home uh, a home game or a road game at Cal and at Stanford, that's bizarre too. Yeah, just stay there for the week. Play well, I'm both sure that they I'm home. sure that they God. will probably will schedule it that way. And I know there's enough Tar Heel fans that are that are everywhere that you'll have some on the West Coast that'll be like, that's great. We're gonna go down and watch both games. That'll be fine. But for you know, teams that don't travel as well in the ACC, it's just bizarre. So for me, I think that they they made a, a lemonade out of lemons with this, and that's that's all that you can do. Hopefully, they're able to follow in the footsteps that that BYU has laid out. And one of these major conferences will go. There is value in Corvallis. There is value in Pullman. And they can add those football teams to their conference because I think that's the long-term solution. I don't think they're uh, Notre Dame where they can hold on to an independent schedule for you know the, the rest of uh, their existence. But for right now, I think it's the right move. I, you know what, going into next year, any positivity for these programs, like I, I need to see. Yeah. So if there's a chance that they could have some success on the national level with this move, I'm all for it. And you know what? You're right. Comparing the teams in the Mountain West to the WAC is, uh, yeah, there's really no comparison. So I, I don't really see any benefit to them joining the Mountain West for basketball. It, or just, just but, but, but if they joined it, they would want them for football. The Mountain West would want them for football, and they would have to join. They're already playing a Mountain West heavy schedule next year because they don't have time to schedule out of these teams. Of course not. But if, in 2025, if they can go out and put together a legit independent schedule, it'd be a ton of fun to watch. And what would be great is this allows them, because they're running an independent schedule, get on the phone with Oregon right now. Yeah, and put that back on the schedule, well, and obviously get, get the Apple Cup and get the the Civil War, and don't pretend that we need to give it another name because nobody's come up with a name. Get the Civil War and get the Apple Cup back on the schedule. Obviously, the big difference too between the Mountain West deal that the Beavers made in football, along with the Cougars, as opposed to this I don't think they deal. signed anything. That's just what their schedule is going to be. No, next no, year. but no, but the agree. I'm just tar- sorry. I'm talking about the agreement. Whatever they signed, didn't sign, put in place. The agreement yeah. for football does not allow the Beavers to get in anything as a Mountain West team. However, and maybe this actually applies more in college basketball, but this agreement with the WCC allows the Beavers and Cougars to represent them in the NCAA championships, as you pointed out. You know, any kind of tournament where the WAC is going to be represented, the Beavers can have that on their uniform and say, hey, we're technically from the WAC, even if we're just like an affiliate opponent, which that's huge. And frankly, like... with the expanded playoff, like Oregon State and football does need to get into a conference. And uh, yeah, we're all hoping to see that. But this in basketball at least ensures their future and their ability to participate in championship events. Two things on the Vancouver Ford text line. Uh, San Diego State just made a run to the Final Four. Still not saying that they're a power conference uh, for basketball, but just fine. Uh, the other thing that is brought up is in the Stanford Cal agreement. They're going to SMU to meet in the middle for road games and home games. Stop it. Yeah. SMU is going to be like the yeah, turnpike gas are. station. Yep. Stop it. Yeah. Well, see you in Dallas. Cool. No. What a mess. Um, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do next is up to Jordan Schultz. 
One topic will make him angry. One topic will make him happy. Which one do you want to do? Happy or sad, my friend? Happy or sad? Get me salty. Get me salty. Let's get salty. We'll talk Blazers next. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply hey everyone boomer esiason here the nfl draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back in. Luke Anderson filling in for Dirt and Sprague. Uh, Everybody gets the day off tomorrow, uh, at least on this program. Uh, Saturday, regular Center and Saint, myself, Will Darkens, will both be here on the 23rd. And then, uh, what is it, 27th, 28th, 29th, I will be in the uh, in the studio here with uh, Jason Swigard uh, doing our imitation of the morning show. So uh, that's the programming notes, at least for this program. Uh, we have a ongoing story that we've been discussing today, uh, mostly with the text line, since uh, you are not driving in from Vancouver, Mr. Schultze. Uh, But if you smell cream corn on the bridge, uh, we're looking for theories or investigative reporters to figure out what that cream corn smell is coming over I-5 into Delta Park. I smelled it the last two days, and it's weird. So if you have any information on that, please share via the Vancouver Ford text line. Um, And somebody, somebody on the text line did say earlier, how do you know what cream corn smells like? It's a very weird story. I will tell you very quickly. Uh, my brother uh, passed away this year, but he was fighting cancer for a long time. Uh, cancer did not get him, uh, but uh, but he passed away um, all the same. Uh, but when he was going through a cancer treatment in, I want to say 2018 maybe, <clears throat> one of the side effects was he smelled like cream corn because of the treatment that wow. he got. Now, to make it Random. worse for him, all he could taste or smell, regardless of whether or not he was emitting the odor, was cream corn. Oh, so he no. hated it to no end. Uh, but that is how I know what cream corn smells like, is my brother smelled like cream corn for a full week. It was awful. But you don't stop visiting somebody just because they reek well, of cream of corn. of course not. But that's I, a weird thought. I'm just telling you how no. I know. So I'm not saying that I'm an expert on cream corn, but I smelled it and I was like, oh. It's a weird thought driving yeah. down the bridge and it's like, trust me, connection in your trust hand. me, I know this is why it's so compelling to me. So if you're driving in from Vancouver and if you smell cream corn, sure, the smell may have gone away. I don't know. Smelled it yesterday morning, confirmed it this morning. Uh, so uh, that is where we are with that. You have uh, chosen a, uh, I, I gave you a choose your own adventure and you have chosen the path of salty. I'm I'm a pretty salty Blazers fan, or All right. I guess you could say a very waning Blazers fan. My okay. fandom is very small. The Portland Trailblazers are in a rebuild. There have been calls for yes, years that they needed to go full tank mode 
and go into a rebuilding session. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what it looks like when you're rebuilding. It's time to fire the coach. You have to trade that guy. Why isn't it team any good? Why is Joe Cronin even the GM? You can get as mad as you want. I don't know specifically what you're mad about, Schultze, but I would like to hear it. Is this different than what you expected from this Blazers team is the first question I will ask you. Absolutely not. I didn't okay. expect them to win more than 23, 24 games Ooh, this season. On pace for that. Boop, I'm boop, mad boop. that they're in this position in the first place. I, I, I'm still, sorry, folks. Yes, I'm hung up on Joe Cronin telling everybody, we're going to go all in. We're going to go so all in that you're going to be offended at the last trade deadline from 2023. Now, you translate to the end of the season where they tell Damian Lillard, hey, Dame, we love you. We want to put this talent around you, so we need you to sit down for us. We need you to sit down so we can get the best chance at Victor Wembanyama and this number one overall pick that could be the greatest player to ever come to the NBA. We need you to give us the chance to get that for you. He does. Plays the game. At least their game. And not playing the game for the Blazers at the beginning of the year and just sits. So then they get the third pick. They draft his replacement. I, I mean, I just... it. It boggles my mind that, and obviously, they're a professional organization. That they, they, they are about the money. They're about profits. They're not necessarily about what every single player or the best player on their roster wants. But it's odd when you tell someone, hey, no, we're going to build around you. And then all of a sudden, this option that you got because he helped you do what you wanted to do becomes a much smarter plan to just jettison everything and build around yeah. this number three player. And, and you know what? I said it yesterday uh, to Dirt and Sprague off the air. I'll say it today. I think, Scoot, and I was this way when he got drafted. It's not like I'm watching these 20 games and basing the performance of him on that. I think he's going to be a bust. You look very, very <laughs> similarly at him compared to way back when. I believe this was the fourth overall pick in the 98-99 draft-ish, right before 2000. That is one former Blazer and Antonio Daniels. Look at their body types, y'all. They're what? 6'3", 6'4", very stocky, wide-shouldered. They're fast. They can pass the ball. They have the ability to drive to the hoop. Neither of them can shoot. And everybody's been saying, oh, Scoot Henderson has this ability, guys. He can get to the hoop. He can pass. And the shooting is, if it gets there, he's going to be a transcendent talent. And we gave up on one of the <laughs> top 100 players in the history of the NBA to move on for that. And I've heard so many players on the tag, or so many people on the text line say hey guess what jordan teams move on from players all the time get over it you don't move on from the best of the best unless you've already succeeded with that tom brady won how many championships before he left new england you don't good good teams don't move on from that anyways so you just made damian lillard tom brady no i'm saying that <laughs> they don't move on from players unless like good teams don't unless they've already had some semblance of success what, what? They didn't build around him, and they said, Dame, it's all, it's your fault we got to the Western Conference Finals and no further. We're done with you. Yeah. I don't know that that was necessarily the narrative. Um, but It wasn't the narrative, but, but it's no, being put no, all no. on him. Hey, all listen, on him. Listen, how people hate the Blazers to me is always fascinating. Well, there you go. Uh, There's that, that's, that's, that's your rant. Uh, you are, I think, one of the rarities that thought that they moved on from Dame too soon. I think a lot of people thought they moved on from him too late um but there's 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 so many variables in these things scoot being a bust time will tell building around scoot 
time will tell. Right now, it feels like Shaden Sharp has as much potential as anybody. Anthony Simons is a very talented player. Uh, there is a lot of debate whether or not he is the guy to build around. Uh, on our show every Saturday, uh, Will Darkins insists that it is time to fire Chauncey Billups already, whether or not he is the guy to move on from. There are a lot of reasons not to like this team, and I totally understand them. But at the same time, that's what you need is time. You need to sit back and just wait. You knew that they were going to be terrible. Here's a fun thing to try, Blazers fans. Watch some other games. There are plenty of other teams in this league that are in the same scenario that you are. Question for you. Would you rather be a Portland Trailblazers fan right now or a Detroit Pistons fan? Trade you your Blazers fandom for fandom of the Charlotte Hornets. You want to jump on, uh, how about, oh, Indiana Pacers. They they're, they just played for the in-tournament championship. Would you like to be a Pacers fan right now? Actually, I'm Team Kevin Pritchard, so yes, <coughs> okay. yes I would. No, I am Team KP that, hey, all the way. That's so fine. that's a bad question to ask me. Well, anyways. did KP win a championship here in Portland? He should have, Paul Allen. Ah, him, blaming he? Paul Allen. There, there, well, there was a big personality issue. He fired Kevin Pritchard and then said, hey, you need to stick around and draft for this team that you're no longer employed by. Well, well my God, you can, you you can you can choose your allegiances where you like. Oh, the I fun have. thing about sports, and the thing that I I will love till the end of time about it is it's unscripted. We don't know what is going to happen. Victor Wembanyama was the most NBA ready 19 year old that we've ever seen. Right? He's the, the we would have been taken. Draft experts suggest that he would have been taken over LeBron James had they been in the same draft. He is seven foot four. He is the unicorn. A stud. How many wins do they have? Like I think they actually lost like sixteen or seventeen in a row they, as well. They have four wins. Yeah, they they're, four, they're running long losing streak. They have also. four wins right now. Now is anybody in San Antonio panicking? Probably. I don't know. But the majority of them are going, well, just give us time. We've still got the guy. Now, I still am concerned when you're seven foot four about injuries and, and the whatnot uh, that, that come inherent with that. But it takes time for guys to figure out the NBA. And when you're six foot three and broad shouldered and whatever the other descriptors that you use for Scoot Henderson. I said that he's broad shouldered. He's strong. Yep. He's got great fast. passing yep. abilities. He's fast. Yep. He's, he's obviously got court vision and he can get to the hoop. However, he has all of that at 19 years old, but though. he can't shoot. And I understand. If he can't but ever you, shoot, then none of that matters. I understand. If he can't ever shoot, you're 100% correct. I don't even see the basis of a good <laughs> form there, though. That's okay. the problem. I mean, we can get further Ty, into it. I've seen some of the time. breakdowns, like off the ball compared to getting, you know, like compared to trying to just shoot off the dribble. Like, there's many things that we could just time. dive into, but nah. Time will tell. Time will tell who is right and who is wrong. I am not taking sides uh, at this point because because I feel I feel like making these predictions just makes us all dumber. Uh, that's just the way I look at it. Eyes but, glazed but, over. But right now, looking at what the Blazers have, is they have potential. Is that potential going to be realized? Who knows. It's the same thing I say about Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City won what eighteen more games than they did the previous year. 
last season from the season before. Yeah. And right now they're sitting uh, in the top half of the Western Conference and they look like a good team. Now, they've got some issues off the court that we don't need to dive into. But I said that I'm not going to buy into them until they actually do something. The Sacramento Kings did something last year with their almost 20-game improvement. The Oklahoma City Thunder got into the play-in tournament and did not make the actual playoffs. Do they have potential? Yes. They have tons of potential. And I like a lot of the pieces that they have. Are they a good basketball team? Time will tell because it's going to be hard to pay everybody all at the same time. There are a lot of very strategic moves. There's a lot of luck involved, both with how personalities line up, how injuries line up, and whether or not you ever get a chance to play for a championship. Here's what I do know about the NBA. The easiest way to get to the finals in the NBA is to have been there before. If you go back and look at the way the NBA shakes out, you see a lot of teams that have been there in recent years going back. Once you figure out how to win and you get that recipe, you hold on to it longer than any other sport. Any other major sport by far. The NBA has way more repeat champions and way more repeat appearances. So if you're watching the NBA and you wanted to say that the finals is going to be the Warriors and the Celtics, doesn't look very good right now, but would you be surprised if Steph Curry rallied the troops one more time and did it? Because I wouldn't. It's just a lot of things can happen. Nope. That's you being sad. Yeah. It was fun. Get me happy. Uh, we're not going to get into the draft, uh, or the I'm sorry, the recruiting rankings in depth. We're not going to rank every position group and do all of that. Uh, speaking of another thing that time will tell. But what I did not hear yesterday in all the listening that I did and all the radio stations that I listened to, I did not hear anybody tell me who won the transfer portal because there are more than one ways, more than one way to build a college football team. So what I want to do is bring to you not only the recruiting rankings for anybody that missed it, but the transfer portal signing rankings because I do find those to be slightly interesting and how it affects your Oregon Ducks uh, might be interesting to you, Mr. Schultz. I will let you, before we do that, I will let you bring us a Sports Center update and thank you in advance. Hey, Jingity Jing, it's Dominic the Donkey. Jingity Jing, the Italian. This is Dirt and Spray, Gun 1080, the fan. I don't often brag about my parenting, uh, but the fact that my kids love this song is one of my prouder moments. Why Dominic the Donkey? Love okay, this song. Okay, kiddos. What's well, it's um, it's a classic. Absolutely, it's Sinbad's favorite. Oh, stop it! Hey, go back and listen to the Service Patriots podcast if we want to know what we're talking about there. But yeah, Dominic the Donkey, one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. Well, there you go. Nothing wrong with that. Well, there's an adult that makes that. Oh, sound in it, so that's uh, yeah. I think that's the funniest part. I I think though it's just one of those things where you know you you, you showed up to record a song and all the elements worked out perfectly and uh, and there it is. You get the right version of the right Christmas song and it can bring your holiday thing together, uh, your season together. Um, the thing is, we've got a new version uh, you're about to hear of Melly Kalikimaka that may be your favorite. Uh, it will be live. Jordan Schultz, that's how we'll wrap up the show. Before we do that, uh, I've thrown a lot of bad news at you, uh, but you are wearing your Oregon shirt, uh, so I wanted to bring you some good news. One of the things that I did not hear, uh, and they they do now because of the transfer portal's immense power in college football, Huge. we do have the uh, rankings for 
the transfer portal. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with where your teams showed up on that. Lay it uh, on me. I, I'm not. So yesterday, uh, the big news is uh, the Oregon Ducks. Uh, everybody excited here for the home of the Ducks. Depending on which ranking system you look at, uh, I'm looking at 24-7 sports has uh, Oregon rated number six overall in recruiting um, so far, which is which is fantastic. If you're an Oregon State fan, 112th on 24-7. Not great. Not great, no. Bob. So I wanted to bring some hope uh, to those Oregon State fans, so I went and checked the transfer portal, which, let's be honest, is uh, is where they've made their money. So I went and took a look at the transfer portal for them. 31st for your uh, Oregon State Beavers in, good showing. in the transfer portal. You know, this is what you need to do. You go and you get college football ready players getting a bunch of kids i mean we just talked about the nba getting 19 year olds or not may not be at the maturity or the uh basketball iq level to go in and make an impact right away certainly in college football bringing an 18 year old that is not fully grown into their <clears throat> excuse me into their body into their position uh the the difference between a high school and a college playbook there's a lot of reasons why you don't just walk in and succeed, and that's why it's so rare when it actually works uh, that we all get super excited about it. So going for college-ready players is probably the best move for Oregon State. But here's what I noticed that was interesting on the ranking list is Oregon sits at number 11 on the list. So the only team that I see in the top 15 in both recruiting and the transfer portal other than Oregon, is Notre Dame. It's a pretty good company to be in. So wow. looking at it, I mean, obviously, school Georgia's at the top of the recruiting rankings, Alabama, Miami, Ohio State, Texas. But if you look at the, the transfer portal, it's a very different crop of teams. Number one, care to guess? Oh, uh, Georgia, Alabama. I mean, for the blood. transfer portal. Yeah, still. No, yeah. I just well, I just told you that the only two teams in the top fifteen on both lists are Oregon and Notre Dame. So we know that Alabama and Georgia do not play in this pool. Okay, then. So mm. think. Use your big. Use your big mm. sports brain, Schultze. LSU would they be on the list? The number one team with sixteen commits from the transfer portal. Home of the Buffs, oh, University of Colorado, what? Prime, Coach Prime no using way. it. Uh, another coach that just signed an extension uh, is on the list at number two, uh, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Uh, number three LS, uh, is Louisville, uh, TCU, South Carolina Gamecocks. So you can see it's a very different list when you go through that. Sounds random, yeah. Uh, not necessarily random. I mean, but the it's, South Carolina Gamecocks? That, that just kind of throws As far as the transfer me. portal, people transferring into the um, – into the SEC or transferring around the SEC. Texas Tech is in there, North Carolina State, Arizona State in the transfer portal game with Kenny Dillingham, uh, Kentucky, Houston. But it is not the Blue Bloods that are making up that list, I suppose, is my point. Okay. Um, so going out there and going get these recruits. Another team that is in the top 20 but not in the top uh, 20 in recruiting is Washington using the uh, transfer portal as well. So at least in the pack, what used to be the Pac-12, I guess now, I used to say Big Ten for those schools. How stupid is that? 
I'm never going to get used to this. Like no. Big 10, Big 12, no, SEC. The, we all better just go to like one big old 64 team, you know, yeah. four conference super league or something like that in college football. It's, it's just going that way, it seems if like. There was any actual then I won't have le- to think about any If there was any actual leadership in the NCAA, you could just call it college football, but uh, that's something that we're uh, we're going to fail at. Chip so, Kelly's idea is tops. What, I, really, I don't know his idea specifically. Uh, basically what I just stated. Uh, he was on um, uh, talking about uh, it was before the bowl game that he played in last week uh they only won by three so pretty funny to see ucla kind of slip by i can't remember who they were playing it was the starco brands la bowl i believe was it liberty oh no wait, nah, nah, no that's oregon unfortunately nah, nah, nah. the what? worst bull draw of bowl season but chip oh kelly God. said that all of the conferences need to stay intact except for football like so ucla's yes. basketball team should be playing arizona state should be playing yes. cal should be playing stanford you know oregon should stay in the pac-12 outside of football Every single conference should remain as it's been, and all the regional matchups basically stay alive. And his idea beyond that for football is what I just stated. Do a massive 64-team, you know, three or four yeah. conference super league for basically turn it into a, a you know, an NFL times two league because 64 teams, that yeah, size good anyways. Math. I like it. And then you've got all kinds of different conference matchups in those four, you know, super team conferences that you can intermingle and do, plan. Do you so. know the formula the NFL uses to create their schedule? Um, I kind of said a little bit of it last year, but but the or sorry, last hour. But as far as like year to year goes, I know that as far as rotating divisions within your conference, you play an opponent based on their record the, the last year. You have to guaranteed have two matchups against every single one of your in division opponents, so that makes up yep. half of your schedule. You also play, I think, a really well, good six, team. six games, but yeah, so, sorry, six games. That so you also play a really good team from. Nope. No, okay, so here's here's the AFC or I'll, NFC. I'll, I'll, I'll run you how it works. Opposite so, so your conference. You play you play your own conference. You play a division within your or your. Thank you play your own you. division. Okay. You play a division within your own conference that is that matches the rest of your division. You play a division in the opposite conference that matches everybody else's schedule in your division. Okay. You play the team that finished in the same position in within your conference in each division that you do not play. So if the Seahawks finish second in the NFC West, they play the team that finished second in the yeah. NFC South north or east depending on whichever conference they don't play and now with the 17th game they play one of the team one of the conferences in the opposite conference they play one of the division opponents that finished in the same spot so not all of their games but three of their games are ranked where all of their other games are common among their division what college football needs to do is scrap the conferences and take that. that 64 team and have a weighted schedule that's what they need to do. So that's the next move. We need to get something like that. to something very, very important, though. We're going to finish the show. This is your last show of the year or last show before Christmas? Last show before Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come next, back, next week. Schultze will be singing Meli Kaliki Maka. Go nowhere! Keep it on. 1080 The Fan. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Ladies and gentlemen, the Golden Pipes of Schultze. Mele Kalikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night. 
Malakalikimaka is Hawaii's way to say Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas to you. To you. Merry Christmas, everybody. Very good. Yes. Give yourself a round of applause. Push the button. Push the button. Okay, I'll push the button. There you go. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jordan Schultz sings much better than I do. I did not hear the results of your uh, sing-off with with Patrick Harris. How'd that go? I won, I think, 60%-ish. There you go. Nice work. Nice work. I uh, want to thank you for joining me. This is uh, Jordan Schultz's last show before Christmas. Uh, is it the last one of the year? Are you back next week at all? I think one or two days. But cool. Merry Christmas. Uh, this has been yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Uh, Love I, all of you listeners out there as well. I will be on uh, Saturday. We'll do a regular Sinner and Saint on Saturday morning if uh, that is your favorite show, which should be on 1080 The Fan. Hell yeah. Also next week doing a couple shows uh, with Swag, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, Dirt and Sprague will be back at the beginning of the year. Uh, thanks again, Schultz. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Everybody have a very, very Merry Christmas. A very, very Merry Christmas to you. Thanks, guys. A Merry Little Christmas. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 